When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in the last couple of days here, we've really seen this trade war. And that's what it is today. Let's be honest. It's a trade war between the U.S. and China escalate. You know, before it was Trump saying that he was going to impose roughly $50 billion worth of tariffs on imported Chinese goods. A significant amount of, of tariffs. And of course, China responded and said, okay, we'll match you. $50 billion worth of, of goods will now be tariffed that are being you know, imported to China from the United States. Recently, though, Trump kind of upped the ante. And he's now saying that he wants to add an additional, he's threatening to add an additional $200 billion worth of goods to that list, okay? So now, basically, the U.S. will be imposing tariffs on basically $250 billion worth of imports from China. And, of course, China responded by saying, we'll match you. We, we will match that effort. Now, the problem with that for China is that China, it's, it's a well-known fact that China exports a ton of goods to the United States, but they don't import a ton, Okay, so as it stands right now, they don't have $250 billion worth of goods that they're importing from the U.S. to actually place tariffs on. So they won't be able to match the tariffs in that way. But with that being said, they have said that that this is going to be a tit for tat type of, of, of situation. So we have to ask ourselves, what other ways can China respond? Okay, and that kind of brings us to the title of this video. China's nuclear option. Will they use their nuclear option? I want to get to that in a second, okay? And some of you guys might know exactly what I'm talking about already about the nuclear option. But that's not the only option they have. I want to talk about one that might be a little bit less drastic that they could do um, in the short term. And this would be a, a devaluation of their currency. Okay, this is something China has done in the past. Of course, the US in the past has come close and, and maybe they have been labeling China as a currency manipulator. But this is something China could do with their yuan. Um, basically, it, it would weaken their currency against the dollar. And, and for an export um, economy, I, I guess that would work well for them. Basically, the U.S. dollar would be able to buy more goods from China, and, and that would you know, in, in no way help the trade deficit from, from Trump's point of view. You know, that's one of his big requests from, from to, uh, to, to, to Beijing is to reduce the trade deficit. Ultimately, I don't know what his goals are to, to get rid of it completely or, or what. You know, it's a little bit unrealistic, but he wants to, to whittle it down some. But if they were to devalue their currency, that, that would kind of hurt his efforts. And so they'd have a couple different ways of doing that. They could, um, you know, maybe the, one of the most likely things that they would do is, is to... Um, loosen some of the, their reserve requirements or, or, or loosen some of their capital controls, meaning that, you know, in the past, they, they've attempted to control how much wealthy um, individuals, companies, investors, etc., could move out of the Chinese economy or move out of the yuan into other assets, okay? And so some potential ones that could appreciate in value because of, of these I guess, relaxed limits and, and um, basically investors putting their money elsewhere other than Chinese economy and the yuan would be assets like cryptocurrencies, likely, um, precious metals, 
potentially real estate, global real estate, places like, you know, um, China, uh, sorry, China, Canada and some Canadian cities that have, uh, you know, Toronto or something, Vancouver like that. Uh, maybe some U.S. real estate, Australia, you know, some other real estate around the world. Um, so that's one potential thing China could do. But that's not the nuclear option I'm referring to. That would be that would be significant, um, and and you know in turn that would also, um, by devaluing the currency, that could also have the effect of of strengthening the U.S. dollar somewhat, uh, which it, it wouldn't be to the same extent of of what they would do if if they kind of had the the nuclear option, I guess. Um, but but it would have some some kind of global effects. It would obviously affect maybe precious metals to some extent. It would um, kind of affect this ongoing issue in emerging markets that have kind of been created by a you know a dollar shortage or at least a, a strong dollar. Uh, but the nuclear option, okay, what is this nuclear option that I'm talking about? What I'm talking about is that China currently is the world's largest holder in terms of you know foreign governments central banks etc the world's largest holder of u.s debt u.s treasury bonds okay um second on the list would be japan which isn't too far away but but as it stands right now china has well over a trillion dollars worth of u.s treasury bonds their nuclear option would be to start dumping those bonds onto the market okay to give to give you an idea of of the implications that this would have on the U.S. economy and how strong this position is for China, they they are in a fairly strong position in terms of of their reserves uh, that that are, you know a lot of them are, are U.S. Treasury bonds. Um, you know, I made a video recently talking you know towards the end of the video, I was talking about how in April, you know, it recently revealed that Russia sold about half of their U.S. Treasury bond holdings. Now, Russia is not near the top of the list in terms of, of uh, Treasury bond, U.S. Treasury bond holdings, okay? Um, they sold about half, which amounted to about $48 billion worth, which, which is a lot. Um, but, but what we saw as a result of that, and we saw other countries kind of selling some as well, but the result of that was that the yield on the U.S. 10-year went up by about 35 basis points, 0.35%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about trillions of debt, it's 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 significant, okay? That was $48 billion worth, okay? China currently has over $1,100 billion worth of U.S. Treasury bonds, okay? And so th they don't need to sell all of them. They don't need to sell half of them even, like like Russia did. Um, even just dumping 100 or $200 billion worth on the, the kind of global market, um, would have some serious effects on 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 the U.S. economy. It would have some serious effects on um, the Chinese economy and, and really the world economy. I mean, the result of that would be that you would have a huge amount of of bonds onto the sold onto the market. Um, this would, you know, in theory, probably strengthen the yuan. I mean, that's a big part of why they have these these forex uh, reserves or, or in this case bonds um, because they can sell them to to kind of help defend their their own currency you know if they don't want it to fall too much well they could sell a ton of these right and the yuan would probably appreciate in value um it's you know it's possible that the u.s dollar would appreciate in value as well along with treasury bond yields okay the way that i think of this is that yields are obviously going to go up 
all else being equal, you're going to have a huge influx of supply coming onto the market. So interest rates are going to go up. That's going to hurt the U.S. economy a lot because we're already kind of in a rise in interest rate environment. We already have a ton of debt. Um, that has the potential to totally crash the stock markets and, and over a longer period of time um, crash the economy. Okay. Another implication of that is that it would exacerbate the current U.S. dollar shortage problem, okay? In, in past videos, I've talked about how the Fed and their quantitative tightening program has kind of made things more difficult for emerging markets, emerging currencies, okay? Because they want dollars, they, they want U.S. dollar funding for, for their economies, whatever. And so um, basically what's happening is that, that, that the Fed, they've been winding down their balance sheet slowly but surely, and when they sell these bonds onto the market or, or they don't allow them to mature or, or they mature and they don't reinvest the funds, I should say, um, they're, they're removing demand from the treasury bond market, meaning that um, dollars from somewhere have to come to, to be used to, to buy those extra bonds. OK, um, and and, you know, as a whole, the and, and you combine that with the U.S. government issuing more and more bonds you have some you have a situation in which uh, u.s dollars are kind of getting soaked up by the the bond market and you don't necessarily have enough to go around for these emerging markets well if china dumps a ton of, of bonds at 100 200 300 billion dollars worth on a market over a span of just a couple months um that's going to exacerbate this issue okay and so you know the, the way that i'm thinking through this and, and you can correct me if, you, if maybe i'm just totally off base on this but that would exacerbate this issue and you'd see a lot of emerging markets emerging currencies probably find another leg down in in kind of their their tough times okay i'm talking um countries like like brazil and the brazilian uh Real, real, whatever. Um, the Argentine peso, the the Mexican peso, the Turkish lira, um, probably the South African uh, rand or whatever it is. You'd probably, and, and it could extend to other currencies as well, the the ruble, the rupee, or whatever. Um, I, you know, it, I'm not so positive that you would see, um, unless they were actually dumping the U.S. dollar onto the market. If it's just bonds, you might not necessarily see a ton of U.S. dollar weakness. And, you know, over the short term, this could be a little bearish for precious metals. Um, but but it's a potential option that China has. It is, you know, of all the tools in their toolbox, okay, this is this is more than just a hammer. Like I said, it's kind of their nuclear option, okay? And so, you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll see the mainstream media frame this as, well, China is an export economy. We import a lot of their, a lot of their goods. Yeah, the trade deficit isn't good, but if we stop importing their goods or, or um, importing less of their goods, their economy is going to be in a bad place. And that's true, okay? Um, I, I'm, I'm not denying that China is, is not in an enviable, enviable position right now economically. Um, they have a lot of growth to do in the future, sure. Uh, but they do have some serious issues, especially at the corporate level in terms of debt. Um, they, they have their shadow banking, uh, shadow banking threat and kind of the threat that poses to their economy. But, you know, as, as much as the U.S. has leverage over China because of this trade uh, imbalance, if, if you want to call it that, it's, it's by no means an asset for the U.S. to have such a huge trade imbalance. But you get what I'm saying. If we stop importing their goods, that's going to damage their economy. They have a ton of quite literal leverage over the U.S. because of the amount of bonds that they hold. Okay, so so this is something to look for. Something to you know, this is in 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 terms of of scaling this up. This would be potentially one of the next steps for China to do 
to to start slowly but surely dumping U.S. dollars onto the market or U.S. Treasury bonds, and and either of those things would um, have some serious implications worldwide and some serious implications on the U.S. economy. And and you know if they were to do that, especially with the bonds, you know, I I, I find it difficult to to, to think that. The Fed would be able to continue on much longer with with their current tightening plan, quantitative tightening, raising interest rates. No, I think I think we'd have some some serious turmoil in the U.S. markets, the U.S. economy as a whole, and and you know I think what would happen ultimately is that the Fed would it would only speed up the Fed's process of reversing their tightening and and begin loosening policy, um, you know, monetizing debt, quantitative easing. Uh, and and whatever else that entails, lowering interest rates. And of course, I think that would be bullish for precious metals. Now, the final thing that I want to talk about in this video is is kind of the savviness of of this these trade wars. Okay, some things that I think the media kind of misses. Okay, now China imposing tariffs on the U.S. Uh, on U.S. imports. You know, some of the biggest ones that we've heard about in the news would be soybeans and pork. Okay. What do you envision when you think of, of soybeans and pork? You know, what, what type of, uh, I guess, demographic? Now, I, I don't want to paint this with a broad brush, but generally speaking, you would think of flyover country here in the United States. And, and this is by no means to disrespect flyover country. I, I have a huge amount of respect for, I, you know, for, for most of my life. I've lived in more of a rural location than an urban location, okay? Um, you know, I, I've, I've known plenty of farmers and, and, and everything, so, I, so I'm not, but, but, you know, not all farmers, but but a lot, and a lot of these people in these rural communities certainly tend to lean conservative, right? Um, not not all, but but they tend to more so than urban centers. Okay, I think this is by design, right? The, these tariffs on these specific products. Sure, part of it is that China just only has so many things that they can import tariffs on, or, or impose tariffs on, because they're only importing so many goods from the United States. But if they can damage kind of the economies of some of these communities, some of these some of this, some of this flyover country, um, you know, part of this is is kind of Trump's base, part of his base, or at least part of maybe the conservative base. And again, not all, you know, there's plenty of Democrats, liberals, and uh, libertarians, whatever. Um, but there's some politics to this, I believe. You know, the other piece that I want to add to this, another kind of interesting, something that I find interesting in terms of these trade wars, um, the EU. Um, you know, I, I have an article here from from the Guardian. I'm not sure uh, if they've actually started this. Let's see, EU to impose tariffs on U.S. imports from July. Okay, the three things that the European Union plans on, uh, among others, I'm assuming, imposing tariffs on from the United States: motorbikes, jeans, and bourbon. Now, part 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 of you, you know, initially maybe just thinking, well, that's that's about as American as as it gets, right? Harley Davidsons, um, some some you know Kentucky bourbon and some Levi jeans. That's about about as American as it gets. But there's it, it goes so much deeper than that, okay? Because what did I just say there? Motorbikes, jeans, bourbon, okay? Motorbikes. When you think of motorbikes, U.S. produced ones at least, you're thinking Harley Davidson. Where is Harley Davidson based? Well, it's based out of of basically you know southeast Wisconsin, Milwaukee in that area. Um, right next to or or even i'm not sure exactly where the headquarters or the factories are right around or inside of paul ryan's congressional district coincidence no absolutely not how about bourbon when you think of bourbon what u.s state do you think of 
Kentucky. And of course, that's Mitch McConnell's home state. He's a Senate majority leader. Okay. And how about jeans? You know, perhaps maybe one of the longest lasting and, and most famous U.S. jean companies, denim companies, would be Levi Jeans. And where is Levi's located? Where's the headquarters? San Francisco. And do you want to take a guess at, at what congressional leader um, their home district is is San Francisco, or at least part of it? Nancy Pelosi, right? The the House Minority Leader. I don't know what they have as far as um, that, that targets New York and, and Chuck Schumer's uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some other ones that I kind of missed here. Um, but I don't think it's just by coincidence that they picked those. No, I think that was that was very savvy of them. And in some ways, you know, probably pretty savvy of, of um, China to do the same with, uh, you know, soybean and, and pork uh, imports, you know. So so just some kind of interesting things. But anyways, you know, the big takeaway from this video, you know, this, this trade war, I don't think there are any real winners in this situation. Um, you know, my hope is that, you know, if we have a big trade war, whether it's U.S. and China or U.S. and the EU or kind of global thing, I hope that the end result of this is that people realize, leaders, people, whatever, um, realize that tariffs as a whole are not a good thing. And I hope the end result of this is, you know, a worldwide economy with a freer trade system and less and less tariffs. That's my hope. Now, in regards to the U.S. and China trade war, if it continues to escalate, I think we can expect China to take some serious action in terms of, you know, whether they're they're going to devalue their currency or if they're going to to um, if they're going to start selling the U.S. dollar or U.S. bonds from from their reserves. I think both of those things are a very real possibility. And, and there's other things China can do as well to 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 make things harder, more difficult for for I guess U.S. companies that import to China or you know U.S. companies that that have um, you know, factories or whatever make money in China, right? They can they can make things difficult there as well. But um, or or you know, uh, change how how Chinese companies do business in the United States alternatively. So so I think there there's a much more escalation to this beyond just China imposing tariffs because eventually they're going to run out of things to impose tariffs on. Um, I, I couldn't tell you for sure who has the upper hand in this fight because I think both countries in in some ways have a strong hand. Um, but I definitely think it's important to keep in mind that that what China has in terms of reserves is uh, a very powerful weapon that that um can totally they they have the power to totally wreck the the U.S. economy um, if they were to start dumping those bonds onto the market. It would almost require almost certainly would require I would think Fed intervention right. They would need to to monetize that debt, that debt. They need to basically buy up all those bonds, quantitative easing, or else we're just going to have a huge spike in interest rates, and, and that's going to to um, really pop a lot of bubbles. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.